are listening to You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and you all are in for a treat today. (laughs) So I am bringing back one of my guests by popular demand, Nicole Darren. She is a transformational soul coach and cosmic guide specializing in karmic energetics. And her goal is to help people understand their purpose in life and break cycles. She is really such a gift to the world. And I can't wait to share her more with you today in a topic that I have been teasing about for almost a year. And that is sacred sex. Finally, we are going to talk about it. So let's welcome to the show. Nicole, welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste. Michelle, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be back. I just enjoy our conversations so much. They're just so activating. I love having you on. I honestly, I don't even remember how I first found you other than the first video I ever saw of you. I was engaged. Like I immediately stopped what I was doing and listened. I was hanging on to every word you said. I know I didn't talk about it in your introduction. You're also an intuitive astrologer. And I think that was what grabbed my attention. Then you bring it into this whole soul guidance and karmic energy. And really, it's just so obvious that you have a real amazing gift that you are sharing with the world in a real relatable way, a way that I think people can really identify with. So I'm talking way too much. I want people to hear you. I'm so grateful for the connection. And and when you say like, I don't know how we got connected. I'm like, spirit definitely connected us. This was a faded meeting so we could share our codes and really share them with the world. It's so, it's so true. It really is. Nothing is by coincidence. Um, and as we're all kind of waking up in the world, all of you out there listening, you know, if this show's resonating with you, then you're right there with us. We're just mm-hmm. trying to gather as much information as we can to remember in this lifetime, to really mm-hmm. live our best life and remember why we are here and what our mission is. Mm -hmm. So Nicole, today we're going to talk about sacred sex. Mm -hmm. So can you start off by just kind of explaining a little bit what that is for people who aren't familiar? Yeah, absolutely. Sacred sex is essentially the unity of sex and spirit. It's using our sexual energy as an opportunity to connect truly deeply with ourselves on the soul level to connect with our partners on a soul level and essentially really connect with the divine through that union. If you think about, you know, sacred sex, let's talk about what we mean when we mean sacred. And it means, uh, sacred means to be declared holy. It's something that's worthy of our reverence and respect. So essentially, when we talk about sacred sex, we're talking about it's your perspective, how you hold this, how how you behave in this arena, how you use your sexual energy. And it's to really hold it sacred and of of true reverence when you're engaging in it. That is such a great explanation. Um, I know it's something that I've heard and I really didn't know that much about either other than it really resonated with me that, huh, you know, I think a lot of us, um, and I don't want to say just women, men too, but I think, you know, we're all kind of, um, conditioned differently growing up, men and women were conditioned very differently. And depending on where you are in the world and your background, your culture, your religion, it can be looked at as maybe something dirty or something to be ashamed of, or something we don't want to talk about. Right. 
or just like super cavalier, just have sex with whoever you want, whenever you want. And really neither one of those are healthy on the spectrum. <laughs> of yeah. What and I think you have to, absolutely. And you have to experience, you know, the different densities like of the sexual act, you have to, you have different experiences throughout your lifetime. And that's what gives you the ability to like really discern the difference. You know, a lot of us are running programs around sex, especially if you uh, grew up in a religious upbringing or where, you know, sex was something that you weren't supposed to talk about in school. You were supposed to abstain from sex. Sex for many was considered dirty. So we have these programs running under the surface of what sex is. And there's shame there and there's pain there and there's fear underneath that you really have to break through. And the way to break through that is to first really become conscious of it, conscious of the programs that you you're running conscious of your feelings around sex and the feeling in your body when you think about sex, when you engage in sex. And then, you know, to go deeper is to reflect on your sexual relationships and, and really discern, you know, what was I trying to gather there? Like, what was I trying to get out of this? Why, why am I performing the act? Like, why am I having sex with the partner I'm having sex with or multiple partners I'm having sex with? And when you start discerning and really looking at your reasons for engaging in sex, you can determine if there are defunct programs running that you want to clean up and create a more conscious awareness around why and how you're connecting in the sexual realm. And it really is, it seems like, you know, you and I had had conversations before on this, that it really is all about connection, right? It's like connecting, of course, connecting to your partner in a spiritual way, connecting to divine, but really connecting to yourself, right? And yeah. your own higher self and divine and bringing that connection in internally, like focusing internally on what this means to you versus the external of, oh, that person's sexy or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like, do I look hot yeah. when my body's in this position? <laughs> you know? It's yeah. Like, no, no, and, and I've been there. I've been, I've been there. And I realized that there was a lot to work on in accepting myself and being comfortable and ridding myself of the shame or fear and embarrassment. And really what helps you to achieve that is when you're having sex consciously with a conscious partner and a, a conscious partner could be as simple as someone you feel truly safe with to explore someone who is truly engaging with you because they they are consciously choosing you. So, you know, we grew up in the sex in the city culture. I remember, you know, when I was young, I grew up watching sex in the city and, and there was this huge movement and it was, you know, women can have sex like men, women, you know, we can, we can be the man, we can have sex with all the guys and it can have no strings. And this is programming. And I was a huge fan. I mean, I watched all of the episodes multiple times. I fancied myself a Carrie Bradshaw until my awakening <laughs> when right. I well, started you know, to Samantha. experience. <laughs> yeah. Or Samantha, you know, whoever, <laughs> you know, and, and you're seeing it really glamorized during this time, the two thousands and even into now, like women saying like, oh, I want to be just like the man or like, I just want to have, like, I want to have no string sex. And it's like, do you consciously want to have no string sex or are you bargaining with yourself? Are you turning away from yourself and your values? And is it really at the unconscious or subconscious or even conscious level that you just think that's all you can get, that you just think that it's better this way 
to have casual sex and to have many partners. And you're turning away from yourself, someone who and being someone who wants true connection, but not thinking you can achieve it. So as you start taking steps down that karmic path and choosing partners who are disposable or choosing situationships or friends with benefits, what you're doing is you're making a declaration to the universe that that's what you're looking for, that that's all you're worthy of. And that's what the universe is reflecting back to you. If you think about the subconscious and your unconscious, um, it's, it's, it just wants to serve you. So if you're saying over and over or behaving in a way that is like, I'm in these, you know, relationships that are no strings, your subconscious is like a dog. It's like, oh, what? You want no strings that like, you don't want connection. You want disposable relationships. Let me go find that for you. And your subconscious will go find examples of that in your waking state, in your world and perpetuate that back to you. So regardless of what you believe in, like a higher divine power, the universal source, or even just an understanding of the subconscious mind, what you are putting out, the energy that you're putting out is always going to be reflected back to you in your reality. So when you decide, I want a conscious partner, I want to have sex where I reach the divine. I want to be able to feel safe and loved and held and have this spiritual experience. You have to first say no to anything that's less than that. Because if you stay in those, oh, just now until I find something better, I'm going to be in this situationship. It doesn't work that way. You're going to keep getting reflected experiences. People are going to keep coming into your life that are reflecting this back to you. And this stays with you in your energetic body. It's training you that this is what you're worthy of. It's training you that this is all you can get. And, it, and it's unfortunately a vicious cycle until you claim it and say, you know what? I'm going to do this consciously. I'm looking for a conscious partner. Because the understanding, when you start to understand how karma works and energetics, you realize that what you put out is what you get back. So why not put out this message that I'm here for something bigger? I'm here for something divine. I want a partner who can see me. I'm not going to settle for anything less. That's really when you start to claim this vibration and attract that conscious partner and you're able to engage in this sacred sex. That was so beautifully put. And um, I, so many things came to mind when you were saying this that I, I want to share as well yes, from my yes. own experiences. Um, that it just makes so much sense. So this is another way of saying the law of attraction. Absolutely. Right? I cover the law of attraction a lot on the show. I'm a big, I love Abraham Hicks and how she has made it very relatable for us that what you focus on expands and what you're thinking of and what you put out there. And you're exactly right. You know, there's this whole thing about the hookup culture and it being like, cool, and it's like, okay, as, as women, we can take our power back and be cool and be just like guys, but it's not about being like guys. And I don't want to throw guys under the bus because there's mm -hmm. guys out there who want beautiful, meaningful connection as well. And I know a lot of them feel guilty. Like, well, how do we want that? That's like, not cool. You know? So it's not about that. You're so right. It's about the energy you put out there. If you're just being like, okay, I'm just going to act like it's all cool. But really what you're craving is that connection, that meaningful connection, you're not going to get it until that's what you own, until yeah. you own the fact that, no, actually, you know what? This is what I want. I am worthy of it. I deserve it. And I'm going to wait until I find it. I'm going to wait until I love myself enough that I'm attracting somebody who also embodies that love. Because really, it always comes back to that self-love and that feeling of self-worthiness. Um, I'm going to share my personal experience in a, in a moment with exactly what you're saying, mm -hmm. but I also want to point out something that you said that 
I really want people to hear, and I want you to go back to it, is when we're having these casual sexual encounters, even if our mind is feeling pretty healthy, that has nothing to do with energy. Mm -hmm. We're absorbing the energy from all those people we're having sex with and all the people they're having sex with. Mm -hmm. All of that energy. Yeah. To us and sticks to us. It really does. And, um, and these are such potent codes. So like for anyone who's like, whoa, like I feel activated, like feel free to turn this off and come back to this. Cause like, we're putting out a lot of codes right now that are, are meant to be heard and shared. And once you hear them, you're like, whoa, I can't unsee this. But when you think about the karmic implications of sex and when you engage in sex, there are karmic imprints that are left in our bodies, on our psyches, like when we engage in sex. Now, these are, you know, programs that have already been running. Say you are sleeping with a partner that you really care about and you don't want to define the relationship because you're afraid they're going to run for the hills. Well, that's another story, you know, why you're holding your tongue because you don't think you're worthy of expressing. But there are partners that you may be sleeping with that have had casual sex over and over and over and over and over. And what's happening is they are being programmed at the subconscious level to think that sex is disposable. Now, you may not have that um, kind of program in your body. Sex has always been special to you. But when you lower yourself to that vibration and you engage in that, the partner is essentially unable to see it the way you do because they have all these impressions already that sex is disposable, that they can go on Tinder and find another partner, that it's, you know, intimacy is difficult. So first of all, we don't know what programs the partner is running underneath the surface. And that's why it's extremely important to be conscious and say what you want. Don't hold your tongue. Don't wait and see. Don't grow attached and then, you know, hope that they become equally attached to you because that's not what always works. Now, when we talk about energetic imprints and you're sleeping with someone and you are getting these karmic imprints in your body, in your psyche, like this feels like connection. This feels like love. This feels like, you know, a forever and partnership. And then if that partner isn't running the same programs as you do around sex, when it doesn't happen the way you saw it, when these karmic impressions don't ever actualize and you don't have that loving relationship and you don't have commitment, that is extremely heartbreaking. It's polluting and it's damaging and it takes a long time to recover from that. So I just want to really empower everyone to have conversations like about their needs and sex and not shy away from it because you can find out before you engage in this energetic tango if they are aligned to what you feel, if there is safety in the relationship, if there is sacredness in the union, because a lot of times we think like, oh, you know, they're going to grow to care about me that way. But the truth is there's programming run, running underneath and they don't have that capacity sometimes. So it's incredibly important to be aware of your needs and express them and not hold back because once we engage in this sexual energy exchange, their energetic cords that are extremely strong and difficult to unwind and they last for a long time. 
I wish I would have heard your advice at 20 or 15. Yeah, same. I wish I would have been like, I, I had these codes and they actualized in my late thirties, but I learned a lot of valuable lessons. And it was this thirst for knowledge to understand what was happening in my body and what was understanding at the energetic level so that I can clean it up and really create a sacred space within myself and that energetic vibration that this is sacred, that I am goddess, that I do demand sacredness in my sexual encounters and anything less is frankly just bullshit. <laughs> so true. It, I, I, it's so true. I think that pretty much everyone who's listening to this right now can identify with some point in their life where they held their tongue because they didn't want to rock the boat. And either because they were so excited, they didn't want to scare them away, or maybe they were afraid that they would be looked down on poorly, you know, but I think everybody can identify with that at some point in their life. And it really is so important to speak your mind in, you know, in a kind way and in a way, you know, sometimes you might have to wait a little bit, you know, maybe you have to sleep on something because you want to make sure that you're using your words in the right way, but it really is important to communicate effectively when it comes to sex and relationships and not be afraid because the right person is going to understand or at least be open to understanding, being open to the dialogue. Um, before yeah, we go and that any transparency further, encourages safety, like within it's so true. the sexual it, it, relationship. And, and safety is so important, especially for women to feel that sense of comfort to really open up. We're going to bring this back around to what sacred sex is. But before we go any further, I would love you to just kind of explain what you mean by karmic or karmic codes. Because yes. I think it's a, a term that's used a lot, but not everybody really knows. Like, oh, it's good karma or bad karma. Yes. Just explain kind of simply what karmic codes are or karma in general. Yeah. So karma is neither good nor bad. It's just the essentially what you put out, you get back. So it's everything is reciprocated when you put out energy and when you put out intention, we talk about the law of attraction what you put your energy into, what you put your intention into is what grows and that is returned to you often. So when you like, I'm, we, I have a lot of clients who are dealing with karmic partners and karma is, you know, where we learn our lessons. So when you have these imprints, they are something that you're meant to grow and learn through that you're supposed to transmute, but a lot of it can carry over from past lifetimes, lessons that you didn't learn in other lifetimes. So karma is essentially what you put out, you get back. You're supposed to grow through it. It's what hones our soul like a diamond. So it's okay. Like there are no mistakes. Right. There it's are just reward, lessons. And it's not a punishment. Yes. It yes, exactly. Just, and yeah. that's the thing. There are no mistakes. They're just lessons. Just and I've lessons. had some difficult karma and it is the most rewarding thing. When you can bring that lesson, that karmic lesson into your awareness, the, the things I've learned about sex and sacred sexuality and energetic exchange, there were, there are no regrets there because that was the vessel with which I was able to learn and change and transmute and really alchemize those lessons. So sometimes it carries on from lifetimes and sometimes it's just what you put out you know, recently, you know, and it's going to come back and you're going to have the opportunity to learn through it. And it comes in different packages. So I like to learn it quick, but some lessons are harder to learn quick <laughs> and you got to do them over and over. And then you're like, ah, aha, I see the cycle. I'm right. ready to really integrate this and learn from it. Thank you for explaining that. Of course. So I would like you to expand a little bit on, we just talked about the energetic exchange, right? And yes. 
um, as part of the sacred sex and why that's so important um, with addiction and serotonin and dopamine mm. and those biologic responses that we have to sex in addition to the energy exchange. Yeah. So for my clients who are less mystical, um, I, I'm kind of like pick your poison because we could talk about neuroscience and brain chemicals, or we can talk about mysticism and energetics. They're all essentially connected. <laughs> but for the clients who want just logic, <laughs> let's talk about brain chemicals, because when we're engaging in sex, there is an incredible amount of chemicals that are released from your brain and your body when you engage in the act of sex. Of course, we have the dopamine, we have the serotonin, we have these happy chemicals, even adrenaline flowing, but there's a a bonding chemical called oxytocin that is so important to consider when you're having sex with someone. Oxytocin is the bonding chemical. It's the chemical that's released when mothers are bonding with their children. It is an incredibly powerful chemical. It, it gives you, it's the cuddle chemical. It makes you feel safe and cozy and cuddly. And so when we're engaging in sex, and I'm talking about um, a heterosexual relationship between a man and a woman right now, because I want to explain the differences, um, women release a lot more oxytocin after the act of sex. They they just have naturally more access to it. Men, um, because they have testosterone, testosterone blocks that oxytocin. So imagine you're laying in bed with your partner postcoital, and you're feeling so cuddly, and all you want to do is cuddle, and you're feeling these loving emotions. Emotions, you are bonding to that partner. And if they aren't really, if they aren't consciously having sex with you, if they are, you know, someone who has engaged in more casual sex in their lifetime and has programmed themselves to feel like sex is disposable and they don't release as much of that bonding chemical as you do, you can see where the problem would lie. If they've associated, you know, sex with disconnection, if they've watched enough Tinder partners, you know, put their clothes back on and get in the Uber and leave after sex, that's what their body is connecting with after the act of sex, whether they like you or not, that's the program that's running. Or so just knowing satisfaction, satisfaction, I guess, like exactly. And remind Let's me, like, get it on. It's halftime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. if you think about it, I want I want people to be extra conscious when they're having sex and they're like, oh, I can have sex without falling in love. I'm like, can you? Because brain chemistry says you can't, you know, and a lot of times we lie to ourselves. And at the unconscious level, like we really do desire this connection. We really do love that feeling of being bonded and connecting. And then it it doesn't end well. So a lot of people say they can have sex without feelings. More power to you. That's not a conscious choice I'm willing to make. And the, the chances are that because of brain chemicals, you will have more of a connection than you imagined. And that's what happens with a lot of my clients is they think they can have these relationships and it just is what it is, but they become deeply emotionally connected to them. And there are energetic cords that are very strong and very difficult to break up afterwards. I know because I have to have cord cutting rituals and ceremonies with these clients, and it takes a lot of work in the subconscious to remove those cords and, and really help that connection fade because the brain chemicals are so strong, whether you like it or not. It's so true. I read somewhere um, that, you know, and again, um, not for everybody, but that women think much more clearly before they have sex for the first time with a partner. And then afterwards, it's all cloudy, which would yeah. make sense with what you're saying with this oxytocin, yeah. this bonding, and this stuff, where men 
can't think straight until they have sex with it sometimes. And then afterwards <laughs> they're thinking clearly. It's why they can be yeah, and heavy and all over you and do everything to nurture and to do everything that they think you want. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards can feel cold or distant. Yes. You know, it's, it's a different brain wave. It's again, it's not a good or a bad or a, a reward or, you know, punishment It's just very different chemically. Yeah. And when we talk about, you know, you're taking on the energy of all the partners. Yes, that's true energetically, but you're taking on their programs. Like they're still running this program. Maybe that like, oh, I don't want to get too, or they're afraid of intimacy or they associate, you know, sex as just a primal act and with no intimacy. And you're getting that, like you're getting that on your energetic body. When we talk about, you know, the difference between the masculine and the feminine um, receiving and like, um, you know, energetically, when you're in a male-female you know, sexual relationship, the female is receiving the man. So you, when you're receiving that energy inside yourself, it's a di- it's harder to break those those energetic bonds. It's harder to get over the relationship. Whereas them, I've heard, you know, um, which I tend to agree. With, I mean, it could be as much as seven years to get over someone that you were really like. Uh, chemically and energetically bonded to, but for a man, your energy might stay on them for maybe a month after the act, but what you have received them, then it, it lasts a lot longer and it could be as much as a year. So the difference, you know, just in the anatomy, just in the energy of receiving and giving like the karmic ties and these energetic cords can be much stronger than you imagine just based on, you know, the act and how we give and receive sex. This is so interesting, Nicole. I really am learning so much already. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was reading, you know, you and I had spoken before the show and I did a little reading of course before, and I guess that's why sacred sex is so important if you want to have a long-term, I don't want to say long-term, I don't want to put that on there because we never know what tomorrow may hold, but mm-hmm. a bonded mutual connection with somebody is establishing those rituals and that spiritual emotional connection with somebody on the inside before you engage in the sexual act, because then you're making the ritual, you're having the connection of energy and eye contact and that heart connection and you know, you're clean and showered and maybe you have essential oils and you have beautiful lighting and it's consensual Mm -hmm. in a time that works for both people in a relaxed state. Like you're building this kind of sacred ceremony, so to speak, around your sexual encounter that it makes it more balanced because I feel like everything in life is about balance. So if we know that we're coming at it with all these different karmic cycles and energetic and brain chemicals, that whatever we can do to connect to divine and to our spirit and to the heart of our partner, the better it is because it's more synergistic together, I guess. Yeah. 1000%. And, you know, we, we talk about the law of attraction and manifestation, like that's exactly what it is. Your intention matters when you are conscious and you desire a sacred union, your consciousness of what you're doing and why you're doing it is very important. So we can talk about like the differences and it's like the intention that you said, if your intention is to connect with each other, to merge as one, to experience oneness and love and healing through the act, that 
that's what you're going to get. But if your intention is, you know, to get your rocks off or escape loneliness or just, you know, like touch connection for a minute, that's what you're going to get. So in essentially, you know, sacred sexuality has been part of virtually every spiritual tradition in the world, like over, you know, the course of lifetime. So when we think about sacred sexuality as an, the ability to experience oneness and experience the divine, it really is setting that intention. Um, And if you think about, I know you've talked about on the show, the chakra system. So there's lower, the lower chakras and that, you know, having sex from the lower chakras, we're talking a little bit about, you know, everyone's heard, I'm sure of Tantra now. Um, Yeah. I did a show on tantric sex and which basically is just how we can move energy around, right? You can either have an orgasm yourself or help your partner without even touching any erogenous zones, like any like genitals, I should say, or kissing or having sex, looking in eyes and breath work and moving energy. So there's an episode on that you can go listen to if you're interested. And the chakras is in season one. So I'll put links to all these in the show notes. If you guys want to know more about Tantra, Tantric sex or chakras. Yeah. So basically when we're, yeah, that's great. Because um, when we're talking about like sex, like coming from the lower chakras, we're talking about a means for gratification. You know, you have your root chakra and that's just your baser needs. You're like caveman instincts. You have your sacral chakra, which is, you know, the second chakra. And that's just your desire for gratification and pleasure or your solar plexus. Maybe it's for, you know, reasons of like self-esteem you're having sex. So these are intentions that you're saying your intentions are coming from the lower or baser chakras. When you set your intentions for sex coming from the higher chakras, meaning the heart up, when it's a heart-centered action, it's a heart-centered intention, or it's your desire, you know, if it's the crown and you want to connect with the divine and like experience this oneness, we're talking about the higher chakras. And those are the chakras for connection to a greater purpose. They, they're heart-centered connection. So this is essentially when you're engaging in this type of sex, you are the embodiment of love and heart-centered action. And that's what you're going to get out of it. So think about your intentions when you're engaging in sex. Is it just like, I got to get my rocks off because all that's doing, and that's coming from the lower chakras and that's creating more hunger. You're like, I'm hungry. I'm going to gorge myself on Chinese food. Well, I have a news alert for you. You're going to be hungry again. So (laughs) it's this desire for connection. Where is this coming from? Why am I doing this? Is it an autopilot program? Like must have sex to feel better. Or is it, I really want to experience oneness. I really want to know myself better and, and rid myself of the shame around my sexuality and connect with my partner. Is it coming from love or is it coming from baser need? So that's, that's how I like to explain it regarding the chakra systems. And it, it goes in exactly to Tantra. I'm going to touch on that a little further um, because I had read something else that I really liked and it made a lot of sense. And I think, you know, right what you said about the chakras, the lower versus the higher and like root chakra chakra versus like heart chakra and up is that, you know, when we're having sex with a a partner, um, whether it's random or, you know, a long-term relationship, whatever it is, it can be autopilot. It can be intentional. We can be fantasizing about somebody else or something that's just normal, right? Our brains just go there. But like anything, like having a healthy body, you need to train, you need to practice, you need to take care of it, right? You need to have healthy habits. And so 
this particular article was talking about self-pleasuring. And because for some people, it's just so hard in the moment. A lot of women can't have orgasms anyway with a partner or during intercourse. Mm -hmm. That's just Mm -hmm. a fact. And so it's really like learning your own body. And I apologize for all you men out there. I I think about 35% of the audience is men, (laughs) but this is good. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) It's good to know what's going on with us girls out here. Yeah. Um, But is practicing is self-pleasuring yourself, doing a ceremony for yourself, have whatever works for you the room warm, a candle lit, nice oils that smell good and explore your body, give yourself an orgasm, but pay attention to your mind. And, you know, if your mind goes to fantasies that make you feel a little ashamed, but turn you on like crazy, don't be ashamed. Let your mind go there. But if you can bring it back to something that feels maybe more comfortable for you, that maybe feels more like love, whatever it is, that's great. But as you're having that orgasm, this in your lower chakra, bring that energy up your body, up into your heart and visualize that beautiful energy that's coming from this orgasm, coming up into your heart and filling your heart with this love and then going out the top of your head, your crown chakra, and just surrounding you with this beautiful golden light that you're generating yourself from this beautiful orgasm. It's that connection to yourself and the connection to divine. So you want to practice that, that really wonderful experience and bringing that energy and the connection So then when you're with your partner, you can bring that into the relationship and it will just make it that much more sensual and best case scenario. You can talk about this with your partner, but it doesn't mean you can, not everybody's going to be on the same spiritual level that you are, no matter what, (laughs) like we're all at different levels. So, yeah. And you just beautifully described, you know, the, the Kundalini and, and, you know, the, the energy of bringing it up like through your chakra system, through your energy centers, and really like having those experience. That's how we start to have these mystical connective to the divine experiences in sex. But if we want to start small, you know, cause you know, some of this is, you know, advanced. And I know this is, I, I love that this is a one-on-one show. I mean, let's talk about ways that we can, you know, start being more conscious, you know, and be aware of our bodies and how it feels in our body to feel safe and, you know, expressed in sexuality. And I think that's such a beautiful practice, the self-pleasure practice for, you know, for everyone to really experience that safety with yourself and, and know what makes you feel safe, know what makes you feel good, know what makes you feel yummy and really explore that. But it's so important to just start asking yourself questions. You know, if you're in a committed relationship and you know, your husband wants to have sex and you're not really in the mood, do you do it anyway? Because then you're turning away from your body, what feels safe, what feels connected. And it may be out of obligation or, you know, oh, he ha- he's had a really hard week. So that essentially is turning away from yourself. And we want to be really conscious. That way we can create the safe connection during sex so that both partners feel safe. They feel connected. They feel energized. They like, they want to do this, but we have to start being aware in our, having in our conscious awareness, the why, And like, how do I feel in my body? You know, when my partner wants to have sex and I don't, how does it feel when I do it anyway and turn away from myself? That's how these little questions we ask ourselves and this higher level of consciousness, being conscious is just understanding why you're doing something, understanding the ramifications. Are you turning away from yourself? Are you tuning into your partner? Are you self-sacrificing? 
what is happening in the moment and start paying more attention and make conscious choices. Do you not feel safe saying no to your partner? That's something that needs to be explored and discussed. Boundaries are so important. And when we start tuning in consciously, we can start growing these practices and doing more and more and moving, you know, the sexual energy up to our higher chakras and and having these divine experiences. But it starts small with a conscious awareness and intention. It's so true. And you really follow following, like you said, your intuition and how you're feeling and um, probably for another show, because this is not a one-on-one level, but the role that like drugs and alcohol play, right? Absolutely. Because we do get yeah. these in the vicious, you can get in a spiral and it's like, okay, well, maybe you don't want to have sex with your partner. You're stressed at work. You don't feel comfortable, you know, verbalizing how you really feel. And then you're like, oh, but after a couple of glasses of wine, I'm good to go. You know? And it's like, no, I'm fine. You know, I have a couple of glasses and I'm fine. And it's crazy, great sex. But is it right? Are we dumbing? Yeah. Is it conscious? What's the intention? Yeah. Are we trying to dull our our senses, our experiences? What's happening? You know, or is this a conscious decision? Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm excited. I feel good in my body. I want to connect with my partner. So asking those questions is so important. And that's so true that, you know, alcohol and drugs and checking some people use sex to check out. Yep. You know, I want to feel something. I haven't felt something in a while. So let me feel that's, that's the lower chakras. That's our baser instincts. And that it, it's like, you know, the dragon that will never be satiated when and we craving, when we craving that dopamine, that. Never mind yes. serotonin. That's more sustainable, but dopamine is not sustainable. You get a high and a low very quickly, you yes. know, but you get it. Like you said, the oxytocin and the serotonin and even adrenaline, that's great. But really that dopamine, mm, mm. you know, that dopamine. Yeah. And dopamine is quick and dirty that like we do a lot of things. And I have to apologize because there's a lawnmower right out my window. So if you guys can hear that, I'm so sorry, but the, the lawn looks really great. (laughs) (laughs) So Nicole Um, is in Austin, Texas. Yes. Right. Yes. That's right. Um, at the moment, I'm so glad that I could stop and connect before I return to DC. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, dopamine's cheap. Dopamine's cheap for a reason. We get dopamine like a lot of different ways. When you talk about that brain chemical, yeah. it's like you get it from having a donut. You get it from checking your Instagram. You get it from, it's a quick one and it's it's insatiable. So it's like when you're conscious about, you know, why you're performing, you know, whether it's just, you know, having the donut, checking the Instagram, having sex, it's that conscious awareness of the why. Is it just something running on autopilot or am I consciously choosing this? Am I constantly uh, consciously tuning into myself and my needs? It's interesting. I think the healthier you get in your life or the more aware you become of yourself and how important self-love is and taking care of yourself first, you start to realize that, you know, I'm sure most people have heard this, at least when you're younger, like the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody new, right? (laughs) It's like this joke. Yeah. It's like, oh, the best way to take your mind off that person is to be with somebody new. And not only is that the exact opposite, <laughs> but you and I had both, and I, I don't think you'll mind me sharing this. Not at all. A, no, a place. I'm an open book. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. I should ask permission first is getting over, um, very difficult relationships of both of us abstaining from sex for yeah. quite a while. And I won't, you can share your story for me. It was almost two and a half years of on the recent side. And at first it wasn't necessarily conscious. Then it was conscious. And then I got to a place where I felt actually so good and balanced and I didn't feel the need. It wasn't that I wasn't attractive when I saw somebody or that I didn't like maybe get turned on watching a steamy movie or something like that. 
it just, for me, I was feeling so good about myself and where I was, but I had to take that break. I had to have that time of not engaging because I knew it was really important to my personal healing and my personal growth before I would choose to be intimate with somebody else again. And I knew that if I did, which I did, it would have to be a real soul connection. And I'm like, I don't know if it will happen again ever in my life. And if it doesn't, that's fine. But I know that I'm not going to engage until I feel it. And let me tell you, I felt it. It was amazing. Yeah. 1000%. It was a connection. And I did, you know, get a little bit lost in a lot of things we're talking about today. Um, Learned a lot of lessons, but I can tell you one thing. I learned the lessons a lot quicker this time than I have in the past. And And that's that's part of growth. Yeah. And that's really like what we're here on this earth in earth school to do is learn lessons and grow as souls and, and gain this wisdom. Um, and, and I have to agree, you know, there were a lot of things I did unconsciously and it wasn't until I started asking myself the questions, why am I doing this? Um, and I have, I've been celibate for a year and a half. I I'm sexy and celibate and, and it feels and you are very sexy, by the way. That's what I like to say. I'm like, oh yeah, sexy and celibate. And it's, it's a choice because when I, I choose myself first. And when you start radiating at that level that you're not going to compromise for less than a thousand percent that you're, you know, that you are honoring yourself so that eventually you meet a partner that honors themselves. Then you can honor each other and have this divine union. For me, it's divine union or bust. I'm like, I'm not interested in wounded masculine. I'm not interested in people who aren't healing. I'm not interested in dopamine. I'm interested in accessing the divine through divine partnership. And so for me, understanding the laws of the universe, the law of attraction and energetics, it's like, that's cool. I'm going to choose myself and keep building myself and working on myself. And I'm not going to stop until I get what I'm calling in. I'm not going to settle because when I settle, the universe is like, remember, it's like the subconscious too is like a dog. Oh, you like that? Let's get you more of mediocre. And I've done mediocre in this lifetime. And now I'm ready for a divine. I love that. That's beautiful. Really beautiful, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was speaking with a girlfriend this morning who was coming out of a long-term relationship and they're taking some time apart and trying to decide, you know, if they should get back together or not long process. And, you know, the one advice I, I gave to her that I would give to anybody out there is, you know, sometimes distance, you forget why you're not together. You know, it, the distance fades because we're lovers. We love ourselves. The more we love ourselves, the more we see the good in people and the more we forget. And it's okay to forget. It's good. It's beautiful to not hold on to that. But sometimes you have to remind yourself, was there a disrespect or was there a reason or was there a cycle completed? And the only reason I bring that up is because what Nicole was saying about what you put out, you get, is that if you really want to attract the right person, there has to be space. And if you're holding space, if somebody else is holding the space, then the person who's meant for you or the person that you really are dreaming and and loving to have isn't going to find their way to you until that space is open. So you have to know that there really is this open, beautiful, healed space because you attract where you are. You know, you attract where you are. And anyway, so I just wanted to put that out there, you know. Yeah, and sometimes you have to clean your house. Limbo Sometimes can, you have to take out the garbage right, <laughs> in order exactly. to reach and, if, that. and holding on is using energy. There's an energy tie. So you don't have open space for the person that you want to come in. 
And mm-hmm. I don't think, I think what's meant for you is always going to find you. It just yeah, might take a little longer. That's why I have no fear. Yeah. yeah so don't that's worry. Why it's going to find you. Like, it's just like, let's yeah. speed it up a little bit if we can. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and that's the only way to really speed it up is to make that declaration to the universe, to start clearing up your karma, to start cleaning up your energy and start, you know, reflecting that. Um, one of the things you know, we have a hard time letting go. And I am a human that has definitely had a hard time letting go. I'm, I'm a cancer son. I feel things very deeply. I get very connected to people. And what I realized throughout my awakening and through many initiations is that um, fear, it's fear that makes us want to hold on and not let go. And it's, it's fear that maybe we can't get the thing we really want. So it's like, and that fear, like everything comes from love and fear. When we start making choices out of love, you know, when we, we talk about Abraham Hicks and, you know, Course in Miracles, make those choices out of love, love for yourself, love for love, love for this human experience. But when we make choices that are coming from fear, I choose not to say what I, you know, that I want a committed relationship. I'm fearful of that. You're going to keep staying in yeah. this cycle where you're having casual sex and your partner isn't truly committed to you. Or That's just one example. They're, they're like pretty good, but there's these big red flag problems, but I'm never going to yeah. find anybody better. How am I ever going to find anybody better? How am I ever going to find somebody who's going to love me the way I really, maybe there's nobody out there who could really love me because I'm weird. No, 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 no. You're not weird. And that's what I say. Well, beautiful. Somebody else who's weird in quotes is going to be so excited to find you because they're looking for you too. And it's like, I would say to all of you out there listening, if you haven't found your person yet, you know, or a person, there might not just be one person in a lifetime. We can have multiple beautiful souls in our lifetime, but Mm -hmm. it just have faith because they're coming. You just got to bring your energy up to that level. And when you brought up Abraham Hicks, one thing that I love um, that she has said is that when you have a relationship and it it hurts like it's over and it just really, really hurts. Well, don't think about all the reasons it hurts. Don't think about all the things they did wrong. Don't play that loop in your head over and over of where it went wrong or maybe what you did wrong or what you could have done differently. Those are all low vibrating thoughts. Focus on what was really good about it and how it made you feel. And the more you focus on like, I love this aspect of it. And this is why it felt so good. And let yourself smile and remember how good it felt because you want to attract more of that. You want the next person who enters your life to be all the good things from all your past relationships on steroids with all those rockets of desires that you put out there. Right? (laughs) So we don't want to focus on what didn't work and what we don't want because that just attracts more of what you don't want. Yeah. So I think and when really you stay, important. yeah. And when you stay stuck because you don't think you can do better, or you're fearful that, you know, what you really want isn't attainable. You know, I always tell my clients, well, not with that attitude. You can't, right. <laughs> you but know, if you say enough, like, I'm what if I can't enough, I'm like smart you, enough, I'm not skinny enough. Yeah. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not, no, stop saying that. I should even be saying it now. And just, Cause no, no, yeah. I'm enough because the subconscious is listening. Right. No, I am worthy. <laughs> I am gorgeous. I'm sexy. Yes. I'm smart. I am perfect. I am such a catch for the right person. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. And you really have to, you know, grab the bull, like claim yeah. what you're like. I just said, I'm not here. I said that to you. I said that to, you know, the people listening in 80 countries. And I said it to the universe. I'm not here for anything less than divine union. And yeah. that's a procl- that's a declaration to the universe. And that will be reflected back. That faith, that knowing will be reflected back. When you know your worth, you're unstoppable. Maybe you just, you know, I like to think of it as like you're a cake in the oven. 
you don't take the cake out of the oven until it's finished baking. Like, what are you trying to take the cake out, girlfriend, before it's ready? Like, hang in there, keep baking. You have more lessons to learn. You have more growth. You have, you know, more leaps to make and like more soul growth to do. And then he's coming or she's coming. But like, don't take the cake out of the oven before it's ready because it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. So focus on the things that you want and the things that are good that you love about yourself and riff, just let yourself riff. It can be the silliest thing. It can be like, I actually really love my collarbone. Um, I Mm. love my ears, you know? And they're like, Mm. oh, I'm kind. Mm. I'm a really good friend. I giggle. I, and whatever it is, start telling yourself all the things that you love about yourself, that it's good about yourself. And if you have to dig deep, then dig deep, but it's so worth it. And the more you start practicing, telling yourself what is good about you, the things that make you a good catch, that make you a good human, that make you just a beautiful soul, the more is going to be attracted to your mind. And then every day of doing this, you're going to start finding more things that are great and wonderful about you because it's going to open up and and attract it. So just, you know, know, we're in, in the Northern hemisphere, we're in dark days right now and we're in the winter, you know, so it's important that we shine some light on our soul and our heart and ourselves and really show some extra self-love right now. And for all of those of you in the Southern hemisphere who are in summer, well, bravo, send us some light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nicole, we are like running out of time here. I can't believe it. It goes this has so gone, fast. I know. I it know. has gone so quickly. Um, and, you know, just to touch a tiny bit, because you are also a really talented and gifted um, astrologer. Any words of wisdom over the next few months for people like just basic to just feel maybe a little yes. more relaxed or be in the flow? Or- Absolutely. And I think this is going to resonate with a lot of people because this message has been coming in so strong and I've been sharing it. I mean, even people at the grocery store checkout. I know that the new year is coming so fast. January 1st is coming so fast, but there are planetary transits happening right now. It's not going to necessarily feel like a jumping off point right now. Um, You know, Mars and Mercury are both going to be retrograde at the beginning of the year. It's hard to get moving. Things feel backwards. Things feel confusing. What I really consider to be the really jumping off point of this next year is March. When we have the spring equinox, planets are direct. Mars and Mercury are not in the mix. You know, we're going to have this burst of energy. This is the reason we call that the astrological start to the year. Um, Spring is happening. Things are blooming, but the astrology right now supports really big things coming in March. So if things aren't happening for you right now, you know, I I know a lot of people have lofty goals for the new year and they set them on January 1st. and, And that can be difficult. Just know that right now, the way the astrology is that it may not feel like you're moving forward with your goals in January per se, you know, Mars goes direct in late January and Mercury is going to be in retrograde shadow February. It's, it's going to feel confusing. You might not have your path, but stay with it. Look inward, do your self-reflection, think about, you know, small steps you can make towards your goals and stay the course because things are going to feel really different in March at the spring equinox. Let that, if you need to, if it's crushing you right now, everyone's saying I should have this ready and that ready for the first of the year. If you're feeling crushed, 
just know the spring equinox, that's our astrological first day of the year. And that can be yours too. So if you feel a little stuck, do not sweat it right now. Don't put too much pressure on yourself um, because big changes are coming and there's a lot of good astrology happening and a lot of you know, energy that's coming through in March. Wonderful. Great. Thank you so much, Nicole, for sharing that. For any of you out there who want a private session with Nicole, she does a lot of different things from astrology to, you know, cosmic guidance, karmic clearing, finding your purpose in life, a lot of different things. Um, And she actually is a certified life coach as well. So you can find her, there'll be a link in the show notes on how to contact her directly. I highly encourage you to check her out on Instagram (laughs) at Nicole Darren, because her little videos are just, they make me feel so good. It's like little bursts of sunshine and very informative. (laughs) Um, And before we go, I love to end with a mantra or, or positive affirmation. And Nicole, would you share with us what you have for today? Yeah, this is what was coming through so strong for me before we started recording. And it's that I tune into my body and I trust its infinite wisdom. Um, So if you, if you guys want to say it to yourselves or write it down and really feel into it, I tune into my body and I trust its infinite wisdom. Say it one more time. I tune into my body and I trust its infinite wisdom. Amen. Mm -hmm. That is really loaded and a lot deeper than just the words. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That will be I'm, in the show notes as well. Like Nicole said, I encourage you to write it down in a sticky, put it on your bathroom mirror, put it on your car dashboard, say it to yourself several times a day throughout the next week. Um, it's so important that we, t- we really trust. We really trust. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that is it for this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. Thank you again, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure. You're absolutely delightful. (laughs) Until next time, everyone, know that you're worthy. You are enough. You were born for a reason and the universe needs your gifts. It really, really does. I hope you enjoyed this show on sacred sex. And until next time, everyone, namaste. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.